Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Ravina. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cindy Ravina Jr. And this week, my guest is comedian Maral Adams. Maral can be found at Maral Adams. That's M-A-R-A-L-A-D-A-M-S on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find her at Maral is Funny on Facebook. And she also runs a great weekly show at the Dark Horse Tavern in Tarzana, California called We Need an- Another Comedy Show. Very fun show. And this week, Nomadal and I talk about a lack of tradition or ritual. I try to get it out of her, but really she doesn't have them. And I found that very interesting to pick her brain about that. So hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about not being affected by traditions or rituals. Specifically your mom's? Would you call it that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Middle Eastern Armenian moms. So uh-huh. yeah, there's a ton of them, but yeah, I mean, I guess affected by not being affected. Yeah. That's, that, makes sense. that is a very interesting thing. So what were some of the earliest memories that you have of your mom's traditions and rituals? Well, knock on wood is a big one. I think that's kind of a, almost a universal one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of cultures do mm-hmm. that, which is funny because I do knock on wood, but only when other people are around. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't. I I never do it when I think of something that requires a knocking of the wood. Yeah, you're just like I hope it works out. And but around other people, it's if like if I'm around comedians, I'll knock at my cooch <laughs> wood. It's Good, because so I think it's silly. Mm-hmm. But, and so- um, she had this thing where, like, if you moved someplace new, she'd have these like this, not quite crystal, but like an eyeball. Oh, and the evil eye over. Yeah, she yeah. would put it over and she, over like the door of your new place mm-hmm. to ward off like the evil eye. And th- the weird part is if somebody complimented a child and they're like, oh my God, your baby's so cute. She'd go, hutu, hutu, hutu. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you're supposed to say, God, thank God for this beauty or whatever. You can't yeah. just say beauty without oh. like thanking God for it. And I'd always be like, why? That is so interesting. There's something like that in Latino culture too where like, I, I didn't have this like in my family growing up, but apparently like some some people have it where like if you look at like a, a baby, it's it's very bad luck for the baby. Yeah, yeah. no. If you if you compliment the baby without like thanking the Lord, mm-hmm. inshallah. That that's I think that's like an Arabic thing mostly. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if it's Armenian or Arabic. It mm-hmm. it gets very confused mm-hmm. because there's also Turkish culture within my family because yeah. my grandparents were raised by Turkish families. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's all kind of blended in together. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> did your mom have religion? Yeah. What was her? They were, uh, Armenians are same as Greeks, Orthodox. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, they, it's like Christmas on January 6th mm-hmm. instead of, you know, all that. Yeah. Jazz, which, which worked out nicely because we'd have Christmas after Christmas and we'd get all the sales. So, yay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a cool tradition. I yeah. mean, even though it's just, it's part of the, the religion and the culture. What other ones? God, I'm, I'm like thinking back to my mom. She's so many, like she had so many sayings and, and things that like had to be a certain way mm-hmm. that they've, they've kind of fallen on. Basically, I don't, I don't subscribe to it. I don't, I don't f- fall for it, I guess. Is what yeah. I don't know what it is with me, but like, I think I'm way too logical a person for that stuff to fly. Like if we're in a car and I say, oh, traffic is great. She goes, oh, now we're going to hit traffic. I'm like, I don't, that's not how traffic works, woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not because I say it's awesome. Like Ye- traffic is not going to happen now because I said it was awesome. Right. So she she was big truly on believes that. The jinx kind of. Yeah. That's so funny. Right? 
Yeah, like don't say, don't, that, I have that like with work stuff. Like when I used to work at, um, when I used to work at Hulu, we, I would be chatting with my other coworkers and we'd always be like, if you said it was slow, then the calls would start to come in. Right. Yeah. And so we'd always be like, hey, you know what I'm thinking, right? And that was like the signal, like. <laughs> For people to call in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if I was living in a sci-fi world, I would legitimately be Spock because I think I'm way too logical, but I do have, I have emotions. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're buried yeah. down behind the logic, but like my logical brain, like questioned everything mm-hmm. very early on. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, were you just kind of like, all right, that's just mom doing her thing, but I'm not yeah. going to subscribe to it. It was just, to me, it felt kooky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kooky mom. And then I realized, no, a lot of people believe in that kooky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was the kooky one. For not believing yes, in it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> especially within the culture. Mm-hmm. Especially there. So was your dad as into it? My dad was funny. Uh, regarding religion, no. Mm-hmm. But yes, he liked religion in the sense that man rules. It was, he was very misogynistic. Oh, okay. He liked that part of it. Mm-hmm. But whenever, whenever somebody would talk about Jesus, he'd be like, some slut got herself knocked up and we bought this story now <laughs> to this day. Like he, he'd, he'd say that out loud. Yeah. I was always like, he's funny. Yeah. It's like, you like this part, but not that part. You pick and choose. Yeah. You're, it sounds like you're viewing both of your parents from a very kind of like... Yeah, from a very like yeah. clinical... Yeah, yeah, very like outsider perspective. Just like, okay, well, that's what both of them do. I'm not going to do those things, but good for them. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a healthy way to be, but also just so many people don't know how to be that way because like parents are I, just like... <laughs> I don't know how to not be that way. So uh-huh. when people are like, oh, I wish I could do what you do. I'm like, I wish I could do what you do. Like just kind of fall into something, you mm-hmm. know, I, just my brain takes over. Right. But I mean, you've never, you've never told your, your mom to stop any of those things, have no. you? Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. It doesn't, like her doing it does not affect me in any way. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've ever asked her to stop doing is when I'm driving and like a car cuts us off or whatever, my mom would go, <gasps> oh God, and she'd freak me out and she'd do that. And that would freak me out more than whatever was happening on the road. Right. So I asked her to stop. And instead of going, <gasps> now she would hold it and she would grab the seat instead. I'm like, it's the same thing. It's a nonverbal. <gasps> yeah. Stop it. But the energy is still when there. When it came to her beliefs, I, I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It's like, do your thing, lady. Mm-hmm. And I never told them what I felt because I was like, I'm not getting into this argument. It's not worth it. My little sister and my mom would talk about things and yeah. my sister would try to get her to change her mind about things mm-hmm. and try to like reason with her. And I was like, why? Who does this help? Yeah. So. That's, it's such a, so many times like it's such a futile endeavor to try to change your parents' minds about anything. It's absolutely true. But my sister did change my mind, my mom's mind about gay marriage, which oh, I was like that's wonderful. impressed with it. I was like, you go. Look at that. Good for you for doing that. I would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone off topic for a second. No, it's good. Because it's good to get a feel for like what kind of person your mom was. Like she sounded like the, like the very nervous type. Because my mom would do that stuff too. Now she's fine driving with me. But like in the first few years, it was like a lot of like gasping and clutching. Uh, my favorite mom thing that she'd do is when she disapproved of something, she'd go... <laughs> I feel like that's not an American thing. I've never seen it on a movie. I've never, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That that tisk 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 thing. Yeah, people talk it's, about tisk tisk, but no one actually does it. Yeah, my mom would do it, and it was just so funny to watch. That's really I'm cute. Like, oh, was that irritating? <laughs> <laughs> that is super cute. Yeah. Do you feel like you've been around people that have like pretty strong r- like rituals and traditions? 
Lots of them. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is like Christmas just happened mm-hmm. and everybody has their like rituals or and they ask me, what is mine? I'm like, January 6th, that's pretty much all I can tell you. Like I don't have, I've never had any. I've, I've had trees. I've not had trees. I've put up lights. I've left lights up, as you noticed. I don't know yeah. if you noticed. But yeah, you have one Halloween decoration. <laughs> that one my son made. Oh, when he was in, I don't. I think he was oh, like cute. five or six. Hang, so it stays it's a up. Bat hanging on a snowflake. Love it. I found it. I put it up, and, and I was like, I'm not putting that away. That's really cute. That's so cute. So, um, so with your son, you didn't really like, you know, introduce any traditions or rituals at all. Does he have any now? I have no idea. Not sure. <laughs> I have, honestly, I do not know. Uh-huh. I have no, he, he has his own household. He lives with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know. They could have stuff. But here's the thing. Even if he did, I probably wouldn't notice. Right. I'd see it. And I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Or whatever. Like my sister and her husband, they had so many. They loved getting the family together. And he, he, he came. Like she didn't. She grew up with the same parents I did. Yeah. My parents really didn't have. I mean, they had their uh, suspicions superstitions mm-hmm. but as far as tradition went as far as like we, we were going to do the same thing every year we really didn't we moved a lot we were like gypsies yeah but his family did so she kind of liked that stability of it all so we would have christmases and thanksgivings over at my sister's house and i loved going mm-hmm. and my my whole thing was good can i just show up they're like yeah i'm like awesome yeah that's cool, too, because you don't have to plan anything. You know, all the pressure's off you. You I just get to enjoy it. I get planning stuff, so <laughs> I've made it so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, you plan a good show. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's actually Every week a you labor do that. of love. Yeah. It, it really is. For sure. I feel I, like people feed off the energy you put out there. Yeah. My energy is silly and goofy. Yeah. You're very relaxed, very laid back. Yeah. You never seem like you're... Super, I mean, from what I can tell, super nervous. I don't do nervous. It's very straight. It's very rare for me to actually get nervous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a rarity. It's, it's weird. Like if I have a minute to think about it, I'm like over it. Yeah. But I don't know where that comes from either. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, it sounds very kind of like very Buddhist. Zen, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is the moment and I can't worry about the one that's coming. Because like, yeah. I was a little bit eh because I got stuck at a thing I was doing before we were here and mm-hmm. I don't like being late. That's my tradition. Yeah. That's my Punctuality. one thing. It's a good one. I'm obnoxiously early to things. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so early to things it's rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Are you like the first one at parties when they're always, still setting up? Always. And sometimes the last one leaving because I'm helping. Right. And, oh, I, and at sweetest. parties I hide out. I hide in the kitchen because uh-huh. I get overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't like it. It's... You just wait until it's over to like it's do your part. Bullshit energy at parties. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. Yeah. I've had parties here for me, at which point I'm like, all right, I can't take it anymore. And I've gone to my bed and just been like, last one out, lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's so wild to me. Like I get it though, because I've been in that situation too where I'm just like, I do not I know I plan this, but I just I kind of just don't want to even be yeah. here. And I just go, Well, I'm not gonna be here anymore. You guys have fun, eat the drinks. Do the chips, whatever you gotta do, but I'm gonna go to sleep now because yeah. uh, y'all, that's it. That's yeah. all I can handle. Peace. <laughs> I've done it yeah. multiple times. Major respect for that. <laughs> Thank you. Do people kind of like, like, I don't know, I don't going? ask. Yeah. I don't know, I don't ask, I don't care. If uh-huh. they're offended, then they're probably woke up offended. Like, right. They, then what are they still doing there? They exactly. should leave. Exactly. People know who I am. I mean, if you know me for more than 10 minutes, you, you know, mm-hmm. you know that. It just doesn't matter. None of it matters. Yeah. 
that's like, I, I'm so in awe of that mentality. I try to be like that. I'm definitely not like that. I, I some people say I seem like that, but it's all just like smoke and mirrors <gasps> on the inside. Yeah. On the inside, I'm just screaming. I, mean, I have tense. moments where I want to scream. I have that. Like mm-hmm. everybody does, but I just don't live in it. Yeah. I just let it pass through me and I'm just like, all right, that happened. That's so good. It sucked and I didn't like it and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather not do that. But if it, if it, if the feeling happens, I'll let it happen. I just can't, I don't get bogged into it. Yeah. I don't know why. I, here's the thing. You're like, I want to try to, I don't try to be like this. This is mm-hmm. just who I am. Yeah. And I feel lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. So like you, when you were a teenager, did you even have like the angsty teenage phase no. where it's just the world? Just no. never cared. Yeah. I would, it, when I was in high school, I would roll out of bed in the sneaker, the, the, the um, what are the pants that, that are? The yoga pants? No. What were the pants before the yoga pants happened? Oh. My brain is not functioning. <laughs> Sweatpants? Sweatpants. Sweatpants t-shirt. I'd sleep in it, roll out of bed, and go to school in it. Uh-huh. Did not care. Didn't do my hair. Didn't do makeup. Had one friend. Knew people. Mm-hmm. Knew lots of people. Had one friend in high school that was plenty for me. Yeah. Just exhausting Just with more. Never cared. Yeah. Never cared. It was always like, meh. Was your friend the same way? No. No? She was the opposite? She had people. A lot of my friends are very different in the sense that like they have a lot of people in their lives Mm -hmm. I I usually have one or two major people in my life Mm -hmm. and that's it you know this I know lots of people but like I don't really get out of bed and go to somebody's house unless they're like my person Mm -hmm. that's that I I totally get that like because even if you do know a lot of people there's only really gonna be a few that you can rely on yeah no matter how, or that like, they, I can, I can safely tell them they can rely on me. Yeah, you know, because it's if, like I know I'm not going to be there for a bunch of the people that I know. I don't want them to have false hopes. Exactly. That's. I think that's. I respect people that do try to, you know, network and become really close with a lot of people. I suck at that. But so it's hard. Me too. I hate networking. I hate too. it so much. It's so like when people are like, well, you, you'll, your career in comedy will be better if you go and hang out at the comedy store. I'm like, you might as well put a gun in my head. Yeah. No. Ugh. It's just so inorganic. It's gross. Yeah. It just makes me feel itchy. And I'm like, if I'm not happy doing it, I'm not going to do it. Right. So... It's not going to be a good interaction if you're not feeling good about it. So what's, I I agree with you. Like, what's the point even? Exactly. Yeah. And I I see people that do try to be like everybody's best friend. And I'm like, you're spreading yourself so thin and you're probably going to let a lot of people down. Yeah. Yeah, And and they do. They let everybody in their lives down because Mm -hmm. they can't possibly give that much. Yeah. They're over promising and under delivering. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. The opposite is Mm -hmm. way better. Yeah. That's. That's kind of what I've been realizing. You probably came to this conclusion a long time ago. Is just like, I don't like the idea of people having expectations of me. Oh, yeah. I, I set the bar super low. Yeah. Like when you meet me, it's like, don't ask me. Don't talk. If I tell you I want to do something, don't ask me twice. Because if I say it out loud, that means I do want to do it. Don't right. say, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Don't. It's pointless because if I don't want to do it, guess what I you're going to do? I will not be doing it. You're not going to have me do it. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything I don't want to do. It's that simple. I Hell mean, yeah. I've had like five careers. Yeah. I keep, I'm like, all right, I'm done doing that. I don't like it anymore. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. And, and you've done a lot of acting. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any like pre, like when you're reading lines or auditioning, no rituals there either? Nope. Wow. 
So no. you just memorize your lines and just go for it. And I suck at memorizing like <laughs> so badly. And if I have nerves, it's because I don't know the words. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I would have nerves. It's like, God damn it, I can't get these words in my skull. Eventually I get them. Yeah. But I'm not as quick as other people. And luckily, the stuff I did was like television film stuff. So you don't mm-hmm. really, it's not a play. Right. I've, I did a play recently and I had one line in it and I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to fuck it up. And there's tons of people here and they're going to, like, it's, I'm letting them down. And I, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this feeling. Yeah. I love comedy because if I screw up, no one but me knows. Yeah. The only script is in my head. You don't know it. You don't know that I changed it. You know? That's so true. Mm. That's that's a good thing to remember for any performer, really. It's like if you're... Just own it. Yeah. Just just, own it. Just roll with it. Uh Because you see that with people that are in comedy and they'll flub up a line and they're just like... Oh, I'm holding to, themselves back and it's just like, no, you just, just keep moving. Just keep drugging. You don't need to back up. Also, dear comedians, mm-hmm. um, if people don't laugh at your joke, just move on. Yeah. Not everything is for everybody. So true. I laugh at almost anything and sometimes stuff doesn't tickle me. It just doesn't. You can't force a laugh on people and, and, and just kind of going, well, I guess that didn't work. It's so lame. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, because it doesn't set up the next joke any better. It doesn't do anything. It gets you a pity laugh. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. pity laughs. Oh, oh the worst, right? <laughs> the worst. So bad. <laughs> the only thing worse than a pity laugh is a pity fuck. <laughs> so true. Ugh. People, don't pity fuck. That's sad. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you do any cooking? No. No? When I was younger, every time I learned something new around the house, it became my job. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped. Oh. When I learned to vacuum, it was my job. When I learned to do laundry, oh, it was see. my job. When I learned dishes, it was my job. And then they're like, Let me t- let's teach you how to cook. And I went, no. Yeah, because you saw the, the pattern before. Also, I am kind of like a one thing. Like, I'm very single-minded. Mm-hmm. With cooking, your, your mind has to be, it's like, I am making these four things, and this one has to be 20 minutes, and this one is 40. My brain doesn't function that way. My brain is very unilateral. It's like, this is the thing. Go do the thing. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that very Vulcan. Yeah, cooking is the thing that I've had to kind of make myself get comfortable with because I'm I'm kind of the same thing. I'm just like I don't want to have to watch three different things at once and have all these timers going. Is just I have too a question much. for you. Uh-huh. Why do you have to make yourself comfortable with something that you don't enjoy? I don't have to. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Ta-da! So true. Yeah, but with with cooking though, that's one thing where I do like to get out of my comfort zone because I want to eat good food. And I eat mostly raw food because oh, really? I don't cook. Mm-hmm. And Armenian foods, um, it's funny because when it's not the meat, everything else is vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Our tabbouleh, our hummus, everything is vegetarian. Yeah, and it's very simple to make. My favorite thing to make is a tzatziki, mm-hmm. which is cucumbers, so yogurt, mint, and salt. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I like to do the mint fresh. So what I do is weeks before t- I buy the mint and then I set them on a tray and I let them just dry up, just sitting in my room, whatever. And then I crumple it up and eventually I'll just buy a tub of yogurt and just make chunks at a time and eat it. Oh, and garlic. Sorry. There's garlic in that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, delicious. Like, that's the kind of stuff I make. I'll get like uh, cucumbers and hummus and uh, s- a salami or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not vegan. I'm not any of those things. But most of my diet is, is raw foods because I don't cook any of them. Mm-hmm. How long have you been eating that way? My whole life. Wow. Okay. My whole life. Yeah. My, mom, my mom would uh, 
that's the stuff she made. So, mm-hmm. and did you learn by by watching her make the stuff, or did she teach you? There's only a couple of things that I make, and it's because I love them so much, mm-hmm. and I want to eat them. Mm-hmm. So you're that so, I figured out how to make them. So those certain things, like you could eat them every day if you yeah, if you and had I do. to. When I eat something, I I tend to eat it over and over and over until I get sick of it, and then I'll just move on to the next thing, and then eat that over and over. I'm like a child. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little, you know how little kids like watching the same movie? I do too. Right. <laughs> I do too. I'm like a little kid. And with, is it like, is it just because you, hmm, how do I phrase this question? Are you fine with eating the same thing so regularly because, I know you said you liked it, but is there like a comfort in also eating those same things from, that you've eaten no, your whole life? I never really get comfort from food. I get joy from food. Mm-hmm. I like food. I have a happy food dance. If yeah. I eat something, like if I go to a restaurant, I tend to stick with the stuff I know. But once in a while, I'll get creative and, you know, whatever. But, like, take me someplace and give me a good, good grilled cheese. I will dance for you. I will do my happy food dance. Uh-huh. Which I've taught. That's what I've taught uh-huh. Asher, actually. I've taught him the happy food dance. We and do that together. For the happy food dance, it's kind of like a it's shaking. It's kind of a shimmy <laughs> with the shoulders. And then you just kind of and, and bring it backwards. Back. Yeah. It's cute. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Your happy food dance is yours, whatever the, whatever the spirit is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about mine. I probably have to eat something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you eat something and it just, it's like, that is awesome. That's exactly, and I don't get, like, I don't really get bored with foods. I just get, like, tired of making it. Yeah. That making it becomes repetitive. And I'm like, I just don't want to make that anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I don't have my tzatziki in my house, I miss it. Like, yeah. it's almost always here. Almost always. That's awesome. And how big of a thing do you make it in? Um, not that big. Okay. Like and a big old bowl. It's like a, the, the yoga, and you, you got to get the, first of all, hmm, <laughs> uh, Persian cucumbers. Mm-hmm. The regular ones are too watery and the big seeds, that they're, they're not good. They're not delicious. Right. The Persian cucumbers, the only thing I like in Persian is cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Oh my God. Sorry, Persian people. Um, and the yogurt I get from an Armenian market. Oh. Because the yogurts in regular markets, are, they just don't taste right. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. What, what is so different about the Armenian yogurt? It's just what I grew up on, I think. So yeah. I just, you, know, you know when you like get frozen pie and you're, it's like mm-hmm. your favorite and then you go someplace and they're like, this pie is homemade. It came right out of the oven. And you're like, that's not the pie I'm used to. Right. The ratios of whatever yeah. they put in it are just It's just, just off. what you're used to. I'm used to that yogurt. Mm-hmm. I so. I totally get that. Like people will recommend like Mexican food for me and I'm just like, like oh, you're it's not going to be what I'm used to. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. cute. I just found a falafel spot like a year ago. Where? That I'm excited about. It's on Ventura Boulevard. I think it's Ventura and Colfax maybe. I'm uh. not sure, but they make them small. Ooh. So they're crispy and then juicy on the inside I and they're like bite size. And I'm like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whenever I'm in the mood for falafel, I go there, which yeah. is by the way, vegetarian. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes vegan even. Sometimes vegan yeah. even. Depending. I live with a vegan, so I'm like learning like what he can and can't eat. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, Cody, you can eat this. Crazy. It, it depends. I think it depends on what oil they use, but it could be completely vegan. Right. And that's all. That's, I love good falafel because so much of it is dry. Just these big, dry, like Yeah, when they make crumb the little, balls. little balls, like they make it half the size. Mm-hmm. I'll find the name for you. Or I'll send yeah. you there. It's really delicious. Did you ever visit Armenia when you were... No. No, never? No. Um, Armenia, when I was little, was part of Russia. Okay. 
And then I think that like all those states, the Slavic states, I want to call them, like they did some independence. Here's the thing. I really don't know. Like I pay so little attention. Mm -hmm. That's the other part of being, being able to be Zen and joyous is you got to not look at news. Right. Don't, you have to be completely uninformed or as uninformed as we can be with Facebook now. Yeah. It's so hard because you open it up and there's something and you're just like, well, that's the thing I could look up or not. No. Um, I was born in Lebanon. We were, I was 10 when we moved to uh, New Jersey and New York. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of alternated. And um, when I was like 14, we went back to Beirut for a little while. And then I, when we got back here, I was like, I'm never leaving for those types of places again. I travel a lot and it's always someplace tropical with beaches and awesomeness. I don't go, like Armenia, I have no desire. Right. It's like, oh, it's historic and there's churches and I'm like, boring. Do you have a beach? Can I get a tan? Is there going to be something with pineapple in it? No, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. So you're more like Hawaii, Tahiti, mm-hmm. Fiji. Yeah. The, uh, I've been to Jamaica. I've been to the, a uh, couple of the islands there. I've been to, uh, I'm going to go to Costa Rica soon. Ooh. Excited about that. That'll be so much fun. Yeah, so I'm thinking of, uh, actually just kind of leaving the States and going there. Mm-hmm. We're good. So, and when you go on these trips to these tropical places, are you, are you just like book out in the sun, just having it's a time? It's super unplanned. Yeah. It's very, very like the flight in, the flight out is planned. Um, yeah. Once in a while, I'll do like the whole, like I'll go to a resort and just stay there. Mm-hmm. That's not how I did Thailand. I did Thailand just by the seat of my pants. I did, <sighs> I did uh, almost a month, just under a month. Because if you stay for more than a month, you have to get a special visa. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I'm trying to go to Thailand this year, so I'll have to ask it's you. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember nothing. I yeah. flew into Bangkok. <laughs> I was there for two days. Uh-huh. By the way, one night in Bangkok, great song, also true. <laughs> you don't need more than one night. It's <laughs> a giant city and it's horrible. Uh-huh. But then I went north to Chiang Mai and I was like, oh my God, I've been here before. Like, I, no joke, I've never felt that before in my life. But wow. I walked out of the airport and this chill came over me. Like, I, I've been here. Like my spirit, my soul, whatever this uh-huh. energy we're made of went, yeah, it, you, you just came home. Mm-hmm. Is it tropical in that area? No. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's just that time of year is really pretty. Mm-hmm. It was November and it was just really nice. And um, I rode on a scooter, like I jumped in the back of a scooter. I'm like, I'm terrified of motorcycles, but here, don't care. Wow. Yeah. I've heard great things about Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is the best. Yeah. It's so cool. And I stayed in a part where it wasn't as touristy. Mm-hmm. And so there was like four, a four block area. Were you by yourself? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, you're yeah, badass. I travel alone. Hell yes. I don't like people. Good. When you travel with people, they're like, we want to do this. Like you go do that. Oh, yeah. I don't even like going out with people. <laughs> like it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm a solitary human. Yeah. You're, you're a happy loner. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, people are like, oh my God, I didn't get out of bed for three days. I'm like, that's my happy place. I don't know what you're yeah. complaining about. <laughs> like, that is my joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just found flights, went up, found a hotel, stayed. Uh, I, I, I was going to a bar that was close to my hotel, and I was the only non-Asian face mm-hmm. in four straight blocks. Every single bar, every single like little nightclub-y kind of thing. I was the only one. They were so nice, though. Right. I bet a lot it of people try to talk to you, right? Uh, they... Anybody who spoke English mm-hmm. would be like, what do you need? Where can I take you? Blah, blah, blah. I got drugged. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. I was on the island. I went from Chiang Mai to Ko Chang, which was a flight and then a boat ride. Uh-huh. And that was badass. 
the boat ride was at night. I'm like, we're going to die. Yeah. Like, it was, <laughs> it was fast and crazy. Um, I was down there and uh, stayed at the same hotel for like two and a half weeks. Just anybody who came there, I'd make friends with them and they'd be like my friends for the day. Yeah. And uh, I was hanging out with these guys who were like expats from London mm-hmm. who lived in Bangkok, but they were vacationing. And we went from the hotel I was staying at to the, another one. We were sitting there and I had my own alcohol the whole time. Right. I had my little glass bottle. <laughs> Their um, Red Bull comes in a glass bottle. Weird. And it's not fizzy. Uh-huh. So I'd get that because all day in the sun, I'd be so tired at night, I wouldn't go out. So I'm right. like, I need this jolt. And then I'd put half vodka in it. So I went to 7-Eleven. I'm like, these and this. And I, they'd just look at me like I was nuts. Yeah. So I only had one drink that wasn't my own. And somebody bought a round of shots for the table. Mm-hmm. And I took the shot and I got up to go to the bathroom. And the whole world started to spin. Oh, I just Jesus. left. I just got up and left. Oh, good for you. I'm yeah, so just, glad nothing happened. I wa- no, I just, I, I mean, when people overthink it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, could it be? I'm like, somebody just drugged my drink. I'm going to go to a hotel. Yeah. I couldn't walk straight to save my life. I was wobbling in and out of the street, but I made it back oh, to the hotel. Thank God. Um, these two waitresses took care of me. They sat me down on a chair. Um, one of the bars had like one of those open windows. Mm-hmm. They saw me like weaving. <laughs> they came out. They're like, sit down. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. They're like, sit down. They gave me water. They took care of me. And then I went to my hotel room. And then the next day I was like, oh, right, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Moved right past it in, in typical, Nadal, uh, I was going to call you Nadal. Oh, my God. Typical Maral fashion. <laughs> it's just, I mean, things happen. Fuck yeah. Well, I guess that's kind. I guess that could kind of be considered a ritual, like mm. traveling and not having a plan. Yeah, yeah. Just the flights. That's it. Get the flights. Figure out the flights. Make sure you can get there and get home. Mm-hmm. And then everything in between is like, mm, I guess I'm gonna be here for a few days. Yeah. And you know, Chiang Mai was great, and I loved it more than anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But after like five days, I was like, okay, I've done everything I can do here. I mean, I'm sure there was more to do, but I just didn't feel it. I'm like, all right, yeah. it's time to go. So you listen I, to your gut. Yeah, I found a flight and down, you know. Bye. Gosh, I, I need to like study you to like learn how to <laughs> follow my gut Dissect more. Dissect my brain. Yes. <laughs> Figure out what's going on in there. Well, there you have it. There I have the it. The anti-traditionalist. The anti-anthesis. Mm, that's a funny <laughs> word to say. Anthesis. Yep. The non-tradition of traditions. Yeah. Ta-da. Thank you, Maral. Thank you. Thank you for coming over. Yeah.